Hello to our listeners. This is Nicole, and you are listening to The Seed Planters with the Cameron Family. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we will be discussing the word assignment. We always begin our discussion with um, talking about what the word means to us and what we thought of when we first heard the word. So I will go first. And when I heard the word assignment, I thought of it to be a task that has been set for someone to complete. An assignment will take effort and work, but it is something that is doable and it can be accomplished. So now I'm going to ask my sisters to uh, give what they thought of when they first heard the word assignment. And I'm going to start with Michelle. Hi, everyone. So when I heard the word assignment, I thought of um, a task that was given to someone for them to complete. Um, the, the easiest example I thought of was school, where your teacher would give you something to complete, whether in class or take home to complete at home homework. So that's what I think of when I hear the word assignment. Thank you. And Suzette, what do you think of when you hear the word assignment? Um, a task, pretty much as uh, Michelle said, and also someone being placed in a position, so given like an assignment to complete. Okay. And what do you think could be some um, results or potentially consequences of the word assignment or of an assignment? So for me, um, what I thought of as a result of assignment is having completed it, that there most likely is some type of a reward. So um, if you think of it in a context of a school assignment, you have something that is given to you to complete for your class. And when you're done, your reward will be your grade. So if you work hard, um, on your assignment, you will probably get a better grade than if you decide not to complete the assignment and then you may fail that specific task. So that was um, one um, example that I thought of or one result of an assignment, which is a reward. Um, I don't know if you guys could think of other rewards or results or consequences of the word assignment. So I'm going to start with Michelle. So, um, I, we can probably go in the other direction with it. You get an assignment and you don't complete the assignment or you fail at complete, meaning you, you didn't do well. Um, if it's school, of course, the grade might be bad. If it's something else, say work, you may be put on probation or fired or, or something along those lines. That's what I, I think of. Okay. And then Suzette. So the same question to you, what are some results or consequences of the word assignment? Okay, so because you took my answers, um, the only other thing I can think of is when um, God gives you an assignment and you either delay or you don't complete it, um, you basically hold yourself back from getting to the next step or the next level. So you can become your own hindrance by not being obedient and completing the assignment. 
Thank you for that. And um, we'll kind of piggyback off of that answer, Suzette, when you spoke about something with God. So how do you think the word assignment applies to God? Um, how does that play out in our world, you know, in our lives when we connect the word assignment to God? So I think I'll start with Michelle. So how does the word assignment apply to God? Well, um, I'm thinking of it this way. God has created all of us basically with an assignment attached to us, which is our purpose. And so it's important for us to find out what that is and to do what we need to do to accomplish it. I think that um, for us to accomplish what God has assigned us to do, we have to establish a strong relationship with God. We will have to involve and include him along the way as we execute that assignment. And I think of like, say, prophets in the Bible and things like that, where they, they will always, they were always praying and they were always getting direction from God along the way, whatever it is that they were working on, whether they were rebuilding the wall like Nehemiah or they were ministering to people in different capacities, they would always want to refer back to God to see how they were supposed to complete what he had assigned them to do. So that's the part that, that sticks out to me. Thank you for that. And Suzette, um, how do you think the word assignment applies to God? So I'll agree with Michelle on the fact that we all have um, basically purpose. So our assignments have been uh, pre-determined for us when God called us as his children. And it is important to find out what your assignment is. But I know the main one for us as Christians is really to go forth and tell others about who Jesus is. So soul winning is one of the main things that we should be looking to accomplish as God's children. And then there are separate assignments that nobody can tell you. So no one can tell you from the pulpit what a specific uh, assignment is. The Lord has to basically reveal certain things to you, which at first I didn't know. I thought that uh, like long ago, I thought maybe the pastor would know what your assignment was. So when I was smaller, I used to think that they would know what to tell you to do. But then I realized that as you develop your relationship with Jesus Christ, it's a personal thing. So on that personal level, once you communicate with him, he communicates back with you and he basically tells you what to do. Once you tell him that you're available and Lord, here I am, use me, that he will actually give you your assignment. And it's not going to mirror someone else's assignment. So I realized that it's, it's your, um, your destiny basically depends on what you do. So you can ask, you can run um, like Jonah did. He ran away, he tried to run away, but he still had to do it. So it's, to me, it's like, don't try to take whatever God told you and put it on someone else. Understand that even though there are other people there that can do certain things, he's chosen you for a reason. 
And so I believe God's assignment to you is extremely important and it actually should take priority. Thank you for that, um, that information and that insight. Um, I think I definitely agree with what, what you guys are saying. I always um, talk about purpose or think about purpose and um, that we were made on purpose. We were designed in a specific way with certain gifts and personality traits and family members. And we were put in a certain time frame in order to function and um, one of the things that we're to do is to complete our specific assignment. And, you know, there are times, I think, where um, we try to delay it because we are pursuing our own desires and then we forfeit or at least, you know, aren't going to be able to participate in what we have really been put here for until we connect with what God is saying to us. And um, he speaks to us in a still small voice. He uses his scriptures as well to direct us. And I think a lot of times who we are, who our unique self is, connects to our assignments. So the things that are our passions can really be used to promote the kingdom of God, which ultimately is um, what our unique assignments build up to, you know, is to build the kingdom of God um, in this earth. So um, I'm going to ask if you have any, I know Suzette may have hinted at something, um, but if you have any scriptures or Bible stories um, or characters that had an assignment that um, kind of spoke to you, and I think I'll go first so that you can think a little bit more, but one that came to me, there are so many examples in the Bible, but one that really came to me because I think I've been hearing it as well as I listen to different preachers and such is um, with the um, Israelites when they were coming to the end of their time, um, wandering in the, in the um, wilderness and the um, assignment was for one person from each of the 12 tribes to go in and survey and explore the land of Canaan. And the land of Canaan was the promised land, but it wasn't just vacant. It was being inhabited by people. So some people were living there and the assignment was for 12 people to go and look at the land and see what does it look like? What do their cities look like? What are the people like? And that way they can really strategize as to how are they going to take over and possess this land that God had promised to them. And um, in the end, the 12 people came back and they spoke very highly of how beautiful and bountiful the land was. But 10 of them focused on the people um, that were giants there and they felt that they were not going to be able to complete that task that was set for them to do as the people of God because of the size of the people that were currently in the land. And then two of the people who came back out of the 12 that went to survey the land were very um, encouraged because of the beauty of the land and also were holding on to the promise that God had given them that this was their land. So the land was already promised to them for many, many years, but they saw something that may have um, deterred them. Some of the people saw something that may have deterred them to complete their assignment. 
And um, I think the power in this story is that we really should keep focused on what the promise is. You know, if we have an assignment to complete, one of the points that I made in the beginning is that it is doable. So you're given something that probably will stretch you, but it doesn't mean it cannot be accomplished. And especially if it's something given to you by God to complete, then he's going to give you all the resources that he, that you need in order to do so. Um, and so that was my um, example of an assignment. And I will see if Suzette has uh, an example that she thought of from the scriptures. Okay. So Abraham, so before his name was changed, the Lord asked him to basically told him to leave his country and his people and to go to a place that he knew nothing about. Um, it's hard when you don't know. So he, he didn't know where he was going. But the important thing was that he actually was obedient and he followed God's command and he went. Also, when his name was changed to Abraham and he was married to Sarah, the Lord um, gave him the promise that, you know, he'd be the father of many nations. Um, he didn't see it at the time and there was nothing there. There were no children, there were no descendants, but at the same time, in their old age, they had Isaac. And then the other test that I was thinking about, the other assignment was when he had to, he was told to go to the mountain and sacrifice his son. And um, basically, <laughs> I mean, we spoke about this at some point before, but he did it in obedience. He packed him up, he packed everything up. Isaac helped. And then when he got there, he was asking where the sacrifice was, and then he bound him. And I don't know, I don't see where the scripture said he fought or anything about being bound, but he was obedient like his father. And w before all of that took place, when he was about to sacrifice him, the Lord held his hand and showed him, or basically prevented him from sacrificing his son, and showed him the ram caught in the thicket. So at the same time, that to me was one of the biggest assignments for him, but it proved his faith and trust in God. And it proved that he really trusted God with his life, that everything he had, even though the Lord gave it to him, it didn't really belong to him. He, he understood that everything that he had belonged to God and that if you are going to take away, then you're going to provide. So the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But these assignments that he has really showed to me a full trust and dependence on God that I still think today that stands out because not too many of us, I believe, can trust God in that manner to take our own children and sacrifice them if that's what God asks you to do. So I still think I would struggle with that personally, but the fact that he is God, it means, I mean, today we were talking about um, who God really is. And he's like the names of God. We're going about El Shaddai, El Rafa, um, El Shalom. Um, all of those names, he said, well, God can't be tied up into any of them. He said, how about when he just says, I am that I am. And when he's the I am, it means I am everything. So if you really look at God that way, then your assignments actually become easy. I can do it. 
because he is the I am that I am. So there's absolutely nothing that he doesn't know. There's nothing that's impossible with him. Thank you for that um, example. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things is the obedience, you know, that you mentioned with that story. And um, in the obedience, he was showing all of his trust, um, you know, in God. And he put the earnest on God. God had promised him all of these things. And he may have said, well, that doesn't make sense. There's no logic in this assignment of sacrificing my son because that will forfeit what God has promised, you know, so he may have tried to circumvent it, but he was very obedient. He got the assignment and he got up the next day early and they went to the place of sacrifice. So I think, um, you know, the Bible definitely gives us a lot of examples. It gives us a benchmark that we should be trying to strive towards. And when we're in a struggle time, when we're not sure what to do, we can look to these examples because the scriptures are there to show us, you know what? God is faithful. And we, as people, we have the choice to say, am I going to trust him wholeheartedly or am I going to try to figure my own way and potentially forfeit my blessing? So um, thank you for that one. That's awesome. And I'm going to ask Michelle to share um, what story from the Bible or character from the Bible Um, that she would use to discuss the word assignment. So um, Moses comes to mind. And um, earlier today, I listened to a sermon and talked about Moses and the children of Israel. And the one point that came out was the fact that Moses, the people were praying for someone to deliver them, right? So they were in bondage, they were in slavery, in Egypt and they were praying to God to deliver them. And God was raising up a deliverer, but the deliverer didn't think he was qualified to be the deliverer. And so the point was he had the assignment, but he was hesitant to take on the assignment, mainly because of the concerns, you know, he wasn't a good speaker. Um, Will Pharaoh listen to me? That all of that. And the point that was made in the sermon was sometimes when we pray for God to do something, the answer is already on its way, but many times the answer may be coming through another person, but that person has to take on the assignment willingly because sometimes they are the holdup to you getting your answer. So they were saying that, like he was saying, basically God had to convince Moses to be the deliverer. And that must have taken some time. And he went to the point of appearing like a burning bush, didn't burn up the bush. And that's how he grabbed Moses's attention. So don't know how long it took for Moses to actually work up the nerve to go and face Pharaoh. But it let me know clearly that if God has called me to do something, I cannot shirk away from it and say, oh, I'm shy oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that, because I'm famous for doing that. And then people who need to hear what God has given me to tell them, they don't get to hear it because I'm so shy, I'm in a corner somewhere. And their lives, they're depending on hearing what you have to say, that it will change their lives. And you're like not doing what you're supposed to do. So that's the thing. We are assigned things, but we do have free will. 
as to whether or not we're going to do what God has assigned us to do. And we have to choose to do what he has assigned us. Because if we don't, it's going to have a ripple effect and it's going to affect other people's lives. Thank you for that, um, for sharing that, Michelle. And, um, you know, as humans, we are very interconnected. And sometimes because we are finite, we cannot see everything. We don't really know the domino effect that one action, one decision can really make. It can completely change someone's trajectory and we don't, we can't see it. So we kind of say, oh, it's, it's so minuscule. It doesn't matter. But we don't know that. And if God really has impressed something on you to do it, there's a reason. And if you are obedient and you follow through, you will also be able to impact for the kingdom and you get a blessing, you know, from from doing it. And of course, your relationship with God is strengthened, you know, um, in that. Um, And as well, I think we know that if he is calling us to do something, he's there with us. And he has equipped us, you know, to accomplish whatever he has called us to do. So I'm going to ask to see if anyone has any story or just, you know, something that you can think from your life um, of an assignment that you were given and what maybe the outcome was um, for it. And um, I'll give something, I guess, something really simple that I can say that's more recent, like during this pandemic, just with, um, with work and knowing that work sometimes can be stressful for me. And, um, there are times that you might say, you know, why am I stressing myself? I should just quit. But I am reminded of number one, the families that I impact, you know, so the, the, the advice and the rapport and the information that I can give to families. I am, that's like my motivation to continue to stay with what I do because it is, it can be difficult. Some days are, are, um, strenuous. Um, and then the other thing that I recently was reminded of is not even just the families that I interact with, but my coworkers, because there is a reason why I function within the office that I'm in. And it is a small office. So there are, I think like seven or eight employees, but we've worked together for years. And so we all are very intertwined in each other's lives. And we all go through stressors. We all go through instances of change and, um, you know, whether it's sadness or whatever it is, or we may need advice. And so I think one of my assignments um, currently in my office is to be there for my coworkers to be a sounding board or to give encouragement or to speak about God or to say, I'm going to pray for you and to pray for them. And that is something that I am um, holding on to a lot recently because I know that there's an intimacy in the relationships um, with my coworkers and I can speak freely to God and intercede for them, if anything. Um, And so that is one of the assignments that I am um, actively participating in and continuing to remind myself that even though the work is strenuous at times, but the relationships and the kingdom building is the most important thing. Uh, so I'm going to ask, uh, ask Suzette, so can you give any examples from your life of an assignment that you've been given 
and you know what the outcome is or was, um, but any examples you can give. All right, so I'm gonna go to the past a little. So when I was living in New Jersey, there was, I was at the church that, um, the last church that I attended before I left New Jersey altogether. And there were times that it happened a lot where um, I would, we would just be at church or it would be the service or right after the service. And then I would feel a nudge to go up to somebody and tell them something like a word of encouragement. Like, I don't know anything that's going on in their life. I don't know what's, what's this about, but the urge would come and I couldn't shake it. So I had to do it. So I would go up to the person and said, um, I need to speak to you for a minute. It would take them away from the, the crowd. And then we would speak privately. And then sometimes it would end up with the person crying and said, I needed to hear that. Or how did you know? Or um, you don't know what that just did for me. And then I would realize that it's that me being obedient. And because I don't know what it is that they're going through, but the Lord said, tell them this. And it was always something to encourage them. And I wouldn't know what to say until I opened my mouth and then the words would come. And it happened a lot. Like (laughs) it kept happening, different people. And then I realized that maybe that was just something that God gave to me, the gift of encouragement. And it was um, important to just listen when he said so, because it was very random and it was never something I could prepare for. It would just be anytime, any Sunday, anytime during the week, it would just be, sometimes I would have to send a text or a phone call, or most times it was in person, but it's, it happened a lot. And so I, re- I realized, and then I heard someone say that to me, you're an encourager. And they said that you always encourage, you always have the right thing to say, but I have to give God the glory for that because it's not that I know about these people's lives. I don't know what they're going through. I don't really spend time trying to figure out what's happening in people's lives. So for him to allow me to be that channel through which I, you know, he can use me to encourage someone else, I take that assignment or I took that assignment very seriously. I still do that and I still have the opportunities where I work, um, even though it's remote. Sometimes I'll speak to patients and then they'll start talking about something. And then I feel in my spirit, say this, say that, ask this question. And then the person will say the same thing. Like, it was so good talking to you. Who are you? And I'm like, wait, I'm not in the office. <laughs> They're like, they don't know. Can I see you when I come in? No. So then I just tell them, if you need to talk, just call the same number and ask for me. So it's just something that I have to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit on because it's always, always random. And I never know what they're going through. Sometimes it's really serious things. And sometimes people are on the edge of suicide. And that's the serious point right there where they said, oh, no, you know, I'm so glad I spoke to you because this. And it's like, wow, you know, you may have just saved somebody's life. So it is important to respond to those nudges from the Holy Spirit, because those are assignments, whether they're brief or not, those encounters, or whether they don't mean anything to you or not. Because at that time, they don't mean much to me. 
But when you hear the response, you realize that it was a life changer. Thank you for that, Suzette. And I think, um, you know, you you even speak into my life as an encourager. Um, so that's one of the things that I enjoy when I hear from you, because sometimes I'm even looking to hear from you something encouraging, um, you know, because life is a lot, has a lot of changes and sometimes you're not sure. And I think God definitely uses you as a vessel of encouragement. He gives you um, such powerful, poignant words. Um, you're very articulate as well. And so you say stuff with such force and power that it really impacts. And so I know that you will continue to um, be used by God as such. Um, and I think, you know, like we were talking about before, we're not even sure what the impact may be, but God knows and he is going to get the glory out of it. Um, and I think it's even more impactful when you say something because God is telling you, not because you heard it on the street and then you're adding something to it, but the people probably know, how would she ever even know my heart's cry to God other than God saying something to you and then him using you as his point of contact. So I, you know, I will encourage you to continue to, to speak forth and be bold um, in what he's telling you to do. Uh, so I'm going to ask Michelle about her example um, that she can think from her life about an assignment. Yeah, so a couple examples came to mind. So I'm trying to figure out which one to choose. But um, of late, I felt kind of discouraged because there are different things I'm working on and you know, you, you have this thought in your mind as to where things should go and how things should look. And you don't see it turning out the way that you think it should. And I'm going to be specific shortly, but I just have to give the overview. And so you feel you're wondering if you're doing the right thing at the right time. You're wondering if you should forget about everything and just walk away. And I'm really referring to like my business. So some of you may know this about me, that I'm, I'm an editor, I'm a writing coach, and I've made a lot of changes to my business over the last couple of years, well, during the pandemic. And some things seem to work really well, and then you try it again later, and it doesn't work quite the same. And so I felt sometimes like, what's going on? And then people will respond in a way that surprises me. Like they'll send me messages like, wow, I'm so excited to be in the class and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And I have this as my goal. I'm definitely going to finish my book by the end of this. And I'm glad you, you know, you're hosting another class and all this other stuff. And deep down in my heart, I was like, I was going to scrap it. But I felt the push to keep going anyway, even though the outcome didn't match what I had in mind. Um, and that's when I realized that this is more of an assignment, more than just business. It, it's hard to, to find the words to explain, but sometimes when we, when we conduct business, the whole thing is about making revenue, right? You're, you're making money, that's the point. But I'm finding that it looks like the business that I'm doing right now, it's more ministry. 
it's probably more ministry than it is about money. So in that case, if one person signs up for something when you were expecting 20, then you kind of still have to do it, even though it may not make sense to a business person because they're like, you're not really making a lot of money. Why are you doing this? But the impact has a ripple effect, just like you said before. So this one person you spent the time working with, they may end up changing the world after they leave your class. So that's the thing. It's, 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 I don't want to say weird because weird is not the right choice of words right now, but it's a very uncomfortable feeling. It's very uncomfortable. I don't have any other word to use. I think uncomfortable is the right word. It, it's, it doesn't match what other people tell you, like all the gurus out there and all the business leaders out there. What I'm doing does not match the model at all. So it's, it, it makes me sometimes question, but then the responses from the people are almost overwhelming. So then you realize it's ministry. It really, that's what it, you just have to conclude that that's what it is. Yes, thank you for sharing that, Michelle. Um, and I think that's like a, a, vul a vulnerable part for you right now because you are in the midst of um, figuring out how to approach or how to see what's happening around you. Um, but God doesn't ever, he doesn't have to do something the same way each time, right? So he's going to use the same concept, but maybe show you something different each time around or approach it differently. And I think that's one thing that you have to remember, you know, when you're doing these, um, these classes, these initiatives, these writing initiatives, is that your class size is not always going to be the same. The dynamic is not going to be the same. You're going to be learning as well as you helping and encouraging others. And yes, if we look at our assignments as ministry, it's a whole different outlook on what we're doing because we were all talking about like work things as our assignments, but it wasn't, oh, I'm here to get my paycheck. It's like the, really the person to person connection. And I think that's probably a big part of who we are um, as people. And the fact that we are in general, more introverts or quiet or shy, but we do really well on a more one-to-one -one basis. At least I know I do, you know, and so God is going to use those parts of us to minister in a great way to the people that we connect with. And it doesn't have to be a ginormous audience because like you said, the ripple effect will be there and that other person may go out there and broadcast it and, you know, use the bullhorn where in, it all kind of started with us accepting the assignment. So I think we're going to pause here for this segment of our podcast and uh, thank you all for listening. This is Nicole again with the Seed Planters with the Cameron family. We've been discussing the word assignment and we will return with the second part. Um, so stay tuned for that. God bless. Mm -hmm.